and welcome to our latest Digital Access show. Today, I have Brendan Somerville with us. Brendan is working with Spinal Life and his role in Spinal Life is to help employers bring on board people with disability. What you don't know and you can't see, I'll let Brendan tell you himself. However, thanks, Brendan. Thanks for your time today. No, thank you for the invitation, Errol. Uh, looking forward to having a chat. Oh, look, I've been looking forward to this one for a while because employing people with disability is a passion of mine. I don't see the barriers, but I know others do. Brendan, tell me a bit about yourself and your role at Spinal Life. Okay, um, so a little bit about myself is um, I'm a Caucasian uh, male in uh, who uses a wheelchair. Um, uh, so I have a disability um, called uh, spina bifida and hydrocephalus, um, which basically means that I was born um, with a portion of my lower spine that wasn't formed properly and um, it caused uh, nerve damage to my spine uh, when I was born. Um, and therefore, I have difficulty with walking and um, a whole host of other things that we won't <laughs> mention yeah. here. No, but, please uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, um, and so yeah, I, I love going um, out, you know, outdoors camping, and I love um, you know advocating for uh, people in terms of the employment um, side of things, which is why I'm working with uh, Spinal Life Australia at the moment. Um, so last year um, I met um, Narelle doing this same project in the Moreton Bay region. And uh, because we had good results last year, uh, we've been extended to the Sunshine Coast and Wide Bay now. Um, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so the program um, has been funded by the Department of Tourism, Innovation and Sport uh, this year. And it's all about mentoring small businesses about how to become more inclusive to their customers um, with disabilities and also to help those businesses um, in the tourism industry specifically um, on the Sunshine Coast and Wide Bay um, to think about people with disabilities um, as additional talent pools when they're struggling to fill their roles. Um, yeah. What drew you to do this? It's definitely a little bit out of the norm. So what, <laughs> what was it that drew you to do this, Brendan? What attracted you? So personally, it was uh, my, my personal experience with uh, long-term unemployment. Um, and then also uh, one day... Uh, when I was doing a traineeship in business administration, um, just trying to, you know, find a skill set that would give me the broadest opportunity possible. So everybody needs an admin officer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, I came across um, some resumes and I was helping one of the uh, recruitment consultants um, at a group training organisation to shortlist for some uh, apprenticeships. And yeah. it just a light bulb went off in my mind about the way that people were presenting themselves on paper, um, oh. you know, using qualitative um, outcomes to demonstrate their uh, value to an employer as opposed to just, um, you know, words on a, on a piece of paper that say I've done these certificates and, you know, worked here for this long kind of thing. It was, it was yeah. really impressive. Um, and so then that spurred me on to do um, a bachelor's degree in human resource management and, I was hoping that I could use those skills um, either as an employee or in a small business operations, which I did. Um, 
to help businesses to become, again, more inclusive um, by improving their recruitment practices and opening their minds to the possibility of, um, you know, the value of employing a person with disability to do um, roles from entry level uh, admin roles to, you know, uh, management and uh, governance roles. Hmm. That's actually quite interesting because you started off talking about the fact that you were long-term unemployed. Mm -hmm. What were the barriers that you were having? Why, you know, considering that you, you know, you've got education, you're well presented. I must say, I assume that because I can't see. Are you well presented? Uh, I'm wearing my uniform, that's for sure, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> but um, you know what I'm saying? Hair what this morning and oh. my feet, yeah. <laughs> oh, gee, that's even better. That's even better. Did you clean your shoes? Did I clean my shoes? Well, I try to keep them fairly clean, and I mean, I don't really use them. They're they're on, but they're, uh, <laughs> they last for a very long time when you're in a wheelchair. So, <laughs> yeah. So you have a saving in your budget there automatically. Um, what were the barriers that you found in um, trying to get employment? For me, um, it was uh, a multifaceted. Uh, Oh, sorry, multifaceted um, issue. So it, number one, I guess, was when I was first starting out, it was my lack of experience. Yeah. Uh, like everyone, um, you just needed to be given an opportunity. Um, number two was um, as I was starting to build my um, vocational skills, um, it was the it was the barriers uh, from the disability employment um uh, services in terms of, uh, you know, they must have had key performance indicators and one of those would have been placements per month. Yep. And so their attitude was that they would just place me in, you know, any job. Um, yep. And and I said, and you know, so my attitude was that's, you know, that's great. You know, a job is a job and, you know, it's the greatest form of welfare, according to some people. Yep. Um, best form of welfare is a job. But um, uh, but I said, but that's not really going to keep me stimulated and motivated, you know. I mean, I might like it for, you know, maybe a couple of months, but then yep. after that, it's going to be the same thing day in and day out. And I like variety. That's just yeah. who I am, um, yep. which is why this role is perfect for me because it's a mix of everything from admin to um, customer service to coaching to um, facilitating and training and networking and yeah. <laughs> all kinds of things. You made an interesting comment there about um, the disability employment services because well, you're aware I have two sons that are uh, autistic mm -hmm. and I know particularly with the one of them that got picked up by disability employment services, it was just shove him into a job. And even if it wasn't an appropriate mm. job for him, it was mm. shove him into that job. And there was one job that he was put in. We actually told him to walk out because he couldn't cope. He was he was bullied quite bad. Actually, he was bullied very badly. And I was on the verge of saying to my husband, I need you to drive up there and just get him out of it. Just go in, get him out, Mark, because it's not safe for our son. And I think the, the lad was about 19 at the time and it was really distressful for him. And the lack of awareness by the company 
the lack of awareness by the people working in the company about the effects, and it's still affecting Nick today. Mm -hmm. So what are the differences that you encourage employers to do to take on a person with a disability? Well, so the first thing is um, is that I talk to them about, you know, you know the, what the research says about employing people with disabilities. So there is evidence out there that says that employing people with disability is makes a, sorry is a great economic um, decision for a business because okay. they have uh, they're more loyal workers. They um, are retained for longer. They have on average less sick days. Uh, these people are more generally innovative and pro um, great at problem solving because they have mm -hmm. to do that as part of their everyday lives um, to mm -hmm. navigate obstacles in their community. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, um, so so that's that's the first um, thing that I you know go to them about. And then we start talking about you know the um, structural stuff of their business. So you know what policies and procedures do you have in place? Um, yeah. If any? Um, you know what practices do you have in place in terms of Inclusive recruitment um, yeah. and onboarding um, skills. Mm. Um, you know what what um, programs do you have in place once you've onboarded um, the person with disability to help them remain engaged and be able to um, connect with the supports that they may need if they are um, requesting reasonable adjustments. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and you know they're not always going to be requesting reasonable adjustments, but um, in some cases they may and. Uh, in most cases, uh, those reasonable adjustments are very um, cost effective and uh, you may also be able to claim um, reimbursement uh, for those um, reasonable adjustments through job access as well. So how did, how did you know, other employers that you're approaching, are they going, yeah, great, let's do it? Or are they very hesitant or do you get a real mix? I get a idea. Yeah, I definitely get a real mix, um, mm -hmm. and I do find that um, it's the people who've had some form of experience with disability who mm -hmm. are more engaged and interested, as yeah. opposed to the people who've had no experience at all. Yeah. Um, and those people who've had no experience at all are still willing to try, but mm -hmm. there's a lot more coaching involved. Yeah. And do you find that? when you get the person in there, obviously you would be supporting the individual that's working for them with disability as well. Do you find it becomes nine times out of 10, a great outcome? Um, so one thing I will say is that um, this is a service for the business and yep. it's not generally for the job seeker. Oh, okay, I, yep. I do have interactions with um, job seekers from time to time, but yep. the main focus is on uh, mentoring businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, I, I forgot the second part of your question. Do, do you find that you get quite a good result for the business? All right. Yes. Okay. So, yes, um, sustainable employment outcomes, definitely. So, so last year um, we managed to place um, or connect uh, 14 job seekers with disabilities. Yep. And okay. I've checked in with those businesses and those people are still employed. Um, so... Yeah, and uh, and they were in industries like um, you know retail, uh, hospitality, uh, IT, um, yep. yeah, a uh, bit of tourism, um, yeah. So, what type of changes were required for you know 
any of the uh, businesses to employ these people? Were there was there massive cost involved, or was it just something that, you know, mostly they could just slide in with a bit of mentorship, a bit of budding up with someone else in the workplace that it would just work? Was there, you know, what were the challenges that you found? Um. So yeah, the reasonable adjustments um, uh, that I'm aware of were things like uh, an height adjustable desk. Oh, okay, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yep, yeah, something like that. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much you know the main ones uh, that I'm aware of. It's it's yeah. it's more that stationary type um, of yeah. thing, and um, and again, that's something that you know was able to be reimbursed, um, yeah. and it's it's common in, uh, in this you know. At the moment, really, for people to request a sit standing desk as well, yeah. so it's not like it's a, a you know an extraordinary type of reasonable adjustment. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. You know, that's something that's very common. What about you know any different types of IT that was required? Any assistive technology tools? You didn't have any of them at all. Uh, not that I'm aware of. No. Yeah, that's excellent because. Yeah, that just says mostly it can be done. Mm. When you yourself are working, what challenges do you find? Um, okay, <laughs> that's a very broad question. Uh, um, yeah, it is a bit, yeah. Okay, in terms of, uh, okay. Accessibility, physical accessibility, digital yeah, accessibility, okay. um, so, so people's attitudes towards you. Yeah, um, so I think uh, in terms of accessibility, um, I yeah, there are times when um, access is a bit challenging for me um, because the entrance to a business might be up a bit of a slope mm. um, and um, things like that. Um, but generally speaking, yeah, I guess maybe, um, you know, Another thing might be trying to find an accessible car park. Yeah, that would um, be a big one. Yep. That can be difficult. Um, uh, yeah, so you know, often you know, if they're all taken, I've got to try and you know um, accommodate myself by thinking outside the box about where I'm going to park. So yeah, sometimes I'll have to go and park next to a pedestrian crossing um, yeah. so I can open the door that way. Yeah. Um, yeah um, in terms of um, people's perceptions and things like that, people are generally uh, goodwilled. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, um, I think people are interested to, to, you know, they want to be engaged. Um, um, but I guess sometimes, you know, they're a little bit fearful um, around saying the wrong thing um, and... Uh, and also, I guess they they can't possibly sometimes they can't really relate to, you know, my experiences um, as well. So um, that can be a difficult thing to to communicate and to to get understanding. Mm. I suppose. Mm. What would you say to people about that particular point? Um, I would say just trust the process and and uh, and uh, you know give it a go. Um, you know, and see for yourself what the benefits are of employing people with disabilities. Is there any tips that you would suggest to employers to start doing 
before they even talk to you if they really want to do it? What what could they do just to make their business a much more in, uh, attractive business to a person with disability? What what um, could they do? Sure, they could um, start doing things like doing a, an audit of their workplace um, mm -hmm. and engaging with somebody like yourself to look at their um, website um, and their digital uh, communication yeah. um, streams. Mm -hmm. uh, they could also then start looking at how they um, communicate about disability in the workplace and be more um, proactive in promoting um the way that they interact with customers through their marketing so um use images of your customers with disabilities um you know obviously with consent yeah. <laughs> um interacting with your business and promoting the fact that you know you do um you know service customers with disabilities in your business because i'm sure it, um most businesses do if not all um because there are people out there who um, unlike myself, have invisible disabilities and yeah. who don't identify um, as having a disability, even though according to, you know, the definitions of disability, they, they probably do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that would be a great starting point. Um, and to also then start thinking about, um, you know, your recruitment practices. So using, um, again, inclusive language um, and then making sure you have welcoming statements on advertisements that says things like, you know, we welcome applications from uh, candidates with with disabilities, things like that. That's a really simple thing to do. I would never have thought of that one, but that's a, such a simple thing. Hmm. What about from a per, the aspect or the perspective of a person in a wheelchair, what could business do to make, your life as their customer, as um, person just wandering in, what could they do? Um, one of the first barriers that I encounter, um, if it's not outside the business and related to car parks um, yep. and things and, and ramps, sometimes the business doesn't have a ramp. Yep. Um, uh, so one of the first things would be to be would be for the business to be um, aware of that and to try to keep an eye out <laughs> for yeah. anybody who might be outside trying to signal. Um, oh, that's, yes. Yep. Um, and to be approachable and come down to them if they can't get into the, the building and provide customer service from the curbside. Um, yeah. Another thing would be to uh, try to lower the height of the reception desk. Um, I find a lot that I go to places, particularly hotels yeah. and medical practices where the the reception desk is really high and I end up having to wave <laughs> to let them know that I'm down here and to talk yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually because you just made me think of where I go and yeah. it's not just the desk, it's that plexiglass that was put up after COVID. Yeah, that can be a bit of a barrier for some people too, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's clear, but um, it does make it harder to hear, I, I would think. Yeah, or mm. even um, like for myself, I and I'd never thought about it actually until you said that, but I tend to go there and I wait for someone to notice me because to me it's just shapes. I've, 
know, it could be just a chair. I don't know what's there, but yeah, for you know, that that's a I hadn't thought about those things. It's that's what I love doing this, Brendan. Yeah, you know, we go into areas that you don't normally think about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What else could you suggest as, you know, just out socially, as like you're going out, I know, like for you going camping and like I do park run and things like that. We're just normal people. You and I know that, but you know, do other people go, Oh my gosh, you're going camping? All the time. Yeah. Um, so I, t- I I let you know um, the other day when we were um, setting up this meeting that I'm actually in the process of doing a project refurbishment of a of a camper van. Yes. With, with the assistance of my dad, of course, or he's doing most of it. <laughs> well, that's what fathers are for. Well, I don't really have the know-how, so. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably but, more to the point, yeah. Yeah, more to the point, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, all the time, and you know, it's unfortunate that you know I've even had. Uh, yeah, I've had again well-meaning, but a little bit demeaning. Um, but people congratulate me for you know being out in the community, and um, you know uh, they'll talk down talk down to you like you're a child. So um, you know, I had an experience with another friend a while ago, and we were out and about just enjoying the day, and um, you know we we're going along a footpath and just sort of said you know the tipping away wave, you know, how you going? Yep. Yep. The people walking past. And they said, oh, and, and how's your day going? And we responded, yeah, great, thanks. And they, and they said, oh, <laughs> you know, well done, kind of thing. Really? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and I, I've actually been congratulated on how that the fact that I can walk. And I remember because I was learning uh, some new techniques with my cane at the time. And I, I was practicing them and I had my support worker behind me. Mm. And this person seriously congratulated me on being able to walk. And my support worker just put her hand on my shoulder and I could hear this very quietly saying, don't say a thing, just breathe. Because yeah. I, you know, it can be quite, yeah, it's talking down to, it's mentally pretty tough when you get those things said to you because they're really not necessary it's just frustrating yeah yeah Yeah, it is and I I know now I just get the giggles and think oh you know if if I said oh congratulations you're out walking to someone that was fit and healthy they would be what what are you saying but think about it from the other person's perspective I suppose is the message isn't it yeah and it's about you know changing people's mindsets and attitudes um uh yeah and i think you know we've got a long way to go but we're making inroads in, in that regard through programs like this but but um but yeah it's just it's very interesting um you know how this this mindset develops to thinking that a person with disability is somebody to be admired and you know that they're you know <laughs> That yeah. they're achieving all these wonderful things, but you know, yeah. really, it's yes, we are, but so are you, and we're just it's, doing it differently. <laughs> yeah, I've got a cousin that has, um, oh, there's some form of intellectual impairment, definitely, and she retired. Oh, not not that many years ago, and I remember her ringing me up and her saying to me, ha, "Beat you," and I said, "What are you talking about? 
because we've done some stupid races in our times. Like we raced to see who was going to have the first grey hair. Um, I actually won that one because even though she's 12 years older than me, I beat her. But, you know, just some stupid stuff. But I'd never even thought about it. And she rang me and said, I retired yesterday. And I said, oh, did you? She'd done 40 years in the same place. And, you know, yeah, she had her frustrations at times, but her mother was there to talk Fran through when the frustrations really start to build up. When my aunt passed away, then her sister and brother brothers stepped in. And, you know, that's I suppose that's the message to get across, isn't it? Fran worked at this company for 40 years mm-hmm. and she did a variety of roles. Mm-hmm. You know, she, was a tri- she ran a team for a while. She didn't like doing that. She was pretty quick to tell me that one. But, you know, she was there. She was a long-term employee. So when she left, and I should say I think it was Endeavour Foundation she worked for, but when she left, she walked out with a lot of knowledge. Yeah. And after 40 years, they probably got their value from Fran. Today, you know, there's a huge number of people with disability that are looking to work and they want to work. Some are creating their own businesses because what else can they do? Because of because of you know long-term unemployment. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And how can people get in contact with you so that you can discuss what we've been discussing here today so that you can maybe open their eyes to what is really possible mm-hmm. in employing a person with disability? Yeah, if people were to uh, to Google enabled business, yep. um, they'd be able to find it on the SpinalLifeAustralia.com website as well. Yeah. Um, submitted an online inquiry through there, or you can email me directly um, at bsomerville at spinal.com.au, um, yeah. or you could give my phone number a call on 0437-885-379. Brendan, what's the final tip that you can give to people? It could be about anything related to a person in a wheelchair, to employment, Anything. What's that final tip that you would say? Um, my final tip would probably be, um, you know, ask a person, um, you know, with disability if they need assistance before giving it um, and also treat them like uh, the way that you would like to be treated. So, uh, what I'm meaning when I say that is what we were talking about before and not demeaning people, not talking down to them because you perceive them as having a disability because they could be, they could have a disability, uh, but they could be a highly functioning member of society like like you and I and like your friend who's just retired. Yeah. Uh, you know? So. Yeah. And that's it. We all lead normal lives. Mm-hmm. I'm having a lot of fun. And I'm meeting people that I would never have met if this disability hadn't happened to me. Yeah, it happened later. But I would never have met people like Brendan and the wonderful people that I'm meeting today if this hadn't happened. I would be still doing my normal rope job. I would be doing my garden on the weekend, maybe a bit of travel, but I would have been missing out. That's Yeah, so thanks, Brendan. And, yeah, thank you.
No, thank you very much. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Digital Access Show.